Hello everybody, Ryan from Jedi Dropouts here. Just a quick note before we get into the interview. Uh, because of busy schedules, varying locations, and the variety of crowd sizes over this past weekend, the audio quality in these Atlanticon interviews is not quite up to our usual standard. And beyond that, the quality between interviews will fluctuate a little bit as well. That being said, I truly love how these interviews came out, and I once again would like to thank each and every one of our wonderful guests for appearing on the show. Okay, I've said my little piece. Uh, let's get on to the interview already. Jedi Dropouts. I'm your host Ryan Taylor, and we're live at Atlanticon 7 in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. And I'm here with a very special guest, the Master of Ceremonies for this weekend, Mr. Fat Apollo. Hello, how are you? Great. I just thought about it. Is it Mr. Sir? No, I think you could just yeah. let's yeah. be informal. <laughs> yeah. We'll just we'll just go with the Fat Apollo. You know. It's easier to refer to me that way. Yes, good to see you. Are you enjoying the con? I am having a blast. This is actually my first convention. Of no any way. Con. Yeah, my first time. Uh, I'm uh, throwing myself to the sharks a little oh, bit. Oh well, you know what? It's yeah. Atlanta Con's a great con. I've oh, done yeah. it for seven straight years now. So you know, I'm based in Halifax, and I do other cons. You know, in in Newfoundland, I've done stuff over in Wales and stuff. But this is. Really, I kind of consider it almost my home con yeah, because yeah. I've been doing it almost as long as I've been hosting cons. The, okay. the only one that really I've spent more time at would be AtlantaCon. And even then, I did miss a year because I was in Wales. Yeah. So really, Cornerbrook is the longest continuous yeah. unbroken streak in my con career. <laughs> um. So we're early on in day three. Mm. Uh, how's your weekend going? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Got a lot of sleep last night. Wasn't yeah. feeling 100%, but I feel energy's back today. We did the show last night, the story time show. Um, it's, you know, it's going well. Third day is kind of a weird day in Conland because, you know, we're winding down in a way. People are kind of relaxing a bit more. A lot of people skip the third day okay. because they're like, well, I've seen Friday. I've seen Saturday. But, you know, then on the third day is costume contest. So, you know, if you're interested in that part, of cons, almost always the costume contest is on the last day, um, and you're going to see some amazing costumes. I'm always astounded by what people can make. I know. I've seen some of the costumes that people pulled out for day one and two, mm. and I'm just thinking, if, if these guys are, are pulling out these huge, impressive costumes for the first two days, like what do they have in store for the contest, right? Yeah, I know. That's really quite something. Uh, you know, people do that now. That You know, when I first started, it was one costume all weekend, yeah. you know, and I wear the same thing every day anyway. <laughs> yeah. But but they there were people that would be the same costume every day, and that was not unusual. And I think where it really changed was uh, Heroes Cosplay, that show, where they showed the, yeah. the professionals always had a different costume every day because they're professionals and that's what people are expecting. They're not expecting to come and see, you know, J Yaya Han as Mad yeah. Moxie every day. Exactly. Like they're expecting, and for her, it's better for her because she gets to show off her talents and she also gets to, you know, sell more merchandise, which, yeah. you know, is the name of the game. People want yeah, a, a signed picture. I met her. She's a really nice person, wonderful person. She did HowCon about five years ago. Okay. First when, yeah. uh, you know, I really look at, yeah, cosplay's been around a long time, but really it, 
it was that television show, I think, that really brought it home because it exposed it to a mass audience and showed us all these stars. You know, um, you know, Yaya Hans was in it. Um, Chloe Dykstra, I think her name was in yeah, it. Yeah. And and Chloe, if and I may be completely wrong, so if she's listening, which would be cool, um, <laughs> it, 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 that's when she was first starting out. So you got to see her go yeah. from being someone who was a novice to being quite good at what she does. Yeah. 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 Um, so for those who don't know, because you do have a name for yourself, you're <laughs> you're, uh, you're a bit of a legend <laughs> in these parts. Let's say. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, uh, let's just talk a little bit about what it is that you do. Okay. Um, the title I have heard is Fat Apollo Celebrity. So, local celebrity. Local celebrity. Local you're, celebrity. You're famous for being famous. That, that was the funny joke. What yeah. it was is about nine years ago, we started a show. I was, I, I was, a, a, I was talent. I was in production. The other people came up with it. Um, and we did a show called Geeks vs. Nerds, which was a group of geeks diver- debating a group of nerds moderated by... Um, by a fellow named Andrew, who's a very funny guy, very funny, and he, we'd go back and forth about things like, who's a better fighter, Boba Fett or Batman, or yeah. who would be, a, who's a worst father, Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> or or um, Yoda. So you go back and forth, and there's some very funny stuff, and the show still runs. It's on hiatus right now in Halifax, but it's still running on the West Coast, and it was very popular. Young fellow named Chris runs it out there, and again. Very funny. But uh, that's how it started, and it became a joke. I'm like, well, I'm going to become famous because of this. So I started this kind of, like, viral campaign that you don't know me, but you should. I'm a celebrity. And then it kind of panned out. But, you know, it's also because I do a lot of shows and I do a lot of things, but it became this kind of gag that, you know, he's a local celebrity. And it was just funny to say, instead of saying celebrity, which was kind of pretentious, local celebrity gives it a certain okay, it's your your local celebrity, like you're not famous, you're just a local celebrity and then the local um, paper of the coast in Halifax ran a best of Halifax contest and they do it every year where writers uh, readers write in and vote on who's certain categories so I started coming second every year for being the most famous person in Halifax, second only to, um, don't tell me her name young lady she played X-Men uh, Ellen Page yeah. so I kept coming second to Ellen Page I was beating out Sidney Crosby and other people so it became this joke of like well who the heck is this guy <laughs> and the newspaper kind of promoted it a bit because you can only write so much about Ellen Page when she doesn't live in the city but now here's this guy this fat old man in a bedsheet shirt and cape you know well, this is kind of funny so then I was voted sexiest person in the city and got the cover of the of the newspaper and then it just kind of went from there and it's all a gag like this yeah. is a thing like I certainly do not take myself seriously about this right you know I, I have a I have a chocolate bar that's sold for charity in Halifax at one of the gourmet shops and again it's all you know I make no money off this this is the thing right like I would never be the the diva that like you know I demand red M&M's only like it's just for fun and it's just a chance to go around and socialize with people and you know any money I ever make goes to charity and it's it's none but if it did it would go to charities yeah yeah. it's a great story and and you are uh, quite the storyteller ah thank you as I found out yesterday I managed to catch your story time with Fat Apollo story time with Fat Apollo I hit among drunks everywhere yeah it's it's an hour of me just telling stories about uh, 
it depends. It's quite a long story list, and I just vary it up depending yeah. on kind of my mood. So there's a couple classic stories that are about my dad that get told every year yeah. um, because my dad was an amazing character. He was a professional fighting, bo- uh, professional boxer, manager, trainer, and he trained some big names. Yeah. And he just was hilarious the things he would get into. And you know, my mother used to be the mayor of the city, so there was that sort of stuff. And then I. I and then encounters with celebrities that are really quite funny. And then there was, there's been movies and television shows that I've been in that I never was meant to be in them, but I ended up in them anyway. So, so I'm just, uh, yeah, sorry, someone's coming in and playing a classic song for me from my show, so we had to stop them there, sorry. Uh, but, you know, and there's like movies and television shows and stuff that I kind of blundered into. It's almost like you were uh, you were destined for fame. Right? <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, this level of fame, I've gone I've gone to my appropriate level of fame, which is like a two out of ten, and that's it. But you know, I don't have any aspirations, nor do I have the skill to be anything above like a. a you know, and I love it because we just MC here, and it's me. Just uh, you know, what I try to do is you know I am the Q and A person for the guests, and I just try to be excited about the guests. So I try to research on them, and I go try to go a little bit deeper than just. So, you were in Doctor Who. What did you think about Daleks? You know, because they get that question a million times. So, we had Fraser Hines in St. John's, and I was doing his Q&A, and I did a lot of research on him. And there were so many amazing facts that had nothing to do with Doctor Who. I was so happy to talk to him, because he was in a movie with Charlie Chaplin, which... You know, when have you ever met someone who starred in a movie with Charlie Chaplin, yeah. right? And also the Outlander series, that, that series, that book and that sexy television show. Yeah. The main character is named after him. Wow. Yeah, I know. And that was so funny because yeah. he went up to the, the, uh, he went up to the, uh, the authoress, the author, and was getting the book signed. And she wasn't even looking up, right? And he's like, make it out to the original Frasier. And she looks up and she's like, oh my God, it's you. Because what it was is, if you don't know who he was, he was the companion to the second doctor who was kind of an attractive young Scotsman in a kilt. Okay. So that's kind of how it plays into Outlander. Yeah, and this yeah. woman, who was the writer, obviously remembered him and thought of him as an attractive young man and used parts of his name yeah. as parts of the Outlander. Okay. So okay. it's kind of... And, but that's the interesting stuff that if you dig a little deeper than... What was it like to be on, you know, you know, what was the scariest moment that you ever had on the show with a Dalek? And what were the Cybermen like, you know? If you try to engage them a little bit more, they have fun. And, you know, and that's what's, uh, we had um, Eugene Simons, who was in uh, uh, Game of Thrones. And he played Lancel Lannister, the guy who carves a symbol in his head. And him and I, we did a couple Q&As together. And we just started talking kind of between ourselves during the Q&As. And he mentioned that he spent like his whole childhood playing Red Alert 2 online. And I'm like, oh my God, so did I. And I said, I had this strategy that was like a really bizarro strategy that worked about 50% of the time. And it's, I won't get into it because it's complicated. (laughs) And he's like, oh my God. He goes, I played against you. He goes, I swear to God. He goes, to this day, I remember a guy pulling that move on me in the game. And he goes, I probably played against you. And I'm like, I can't believe that. And there's a really great picture of the two of us just cracking up on stage because we're like, we probably met like 10 years ago playing this game. So anyway, very funny guy. Uh, I guess it, it's great. You get to meet a lot of uh, yeah. 
a lot of bigger names and yeah. a lot of a lot of um, people from various franchises oh, yeah. that uh, I'm, I'm sure you love and, and you would enjoy just on your own time. Yeah. So, oh, well, yeah, and it's yeah. it's great. Like this year, um, you know, obviously I'm a big Battlestar Galactica fan, yeah. uh, and I'm a big new era Battlestar fan. Okay, I yeah. love that. that. That's really what got me back into fandom, to tell you the yeah. truth, was the new Battlestar. Okay. Because I wasn't finding Star... I think that was the age of Deep Space Nine, which, you know, I'm uh, blasphemy, but I didn't really enjoy that show. I like the travel aspect of space. Okay, yeah. So I got back in because of that, and I actually have an unbelievably huge collection of crap from the show. I've got pretty much anything you can think of. I've got, like, the discs that they sent out to get an Emmy nomination. Um, I was uh, I bought a bunch of stuff from Trisha Helfer's charity shop, and at the end of each episode, they have a cartoon of the two producers arguing, and there's a poster that hangs behind them, and I have that poster signed by her, oh, and it was okay. a poster from before the show even started. Oh, it was wow. a prototype to say, this is what we're going to do. So anyway, so it's funny now, because the reason I bring that up is, this year at HowCon, we finally have Trisha Helfer. I, I heard. Yeah, yeah, so I finally get to meet her in person. I've talked to her online. I mean, yeah. briefly. It's not like we have big, long, rambling conversations. It's been more Twitter back and forth. That's what I love, too, is I love Twitter because you can engage famous people and you can have a three-minute conversation. I mean, I hold the distinction of being one. It was 1,200, I think. 1,200 people that was blocked by Donald Trump. <laughs> I have the distinction of being blocked by Donald Trump because one night in 2014, him and I got into a Twitter fight. And we went back and forth for probably an hour. And this is the guy who became the President of the United States. And here we are going back and forth and it finally ended. Because I was watching the Aristocats, which, don't ask why. And there's a scene where the cats are dancing and they stick their butts into the camera and they don't have buttholes. And cats have very prominent buttholes, as you probably know, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I sent a picture of it to him and I said, Donnie, I said, these cats don't have buttholes. How do they poop? I'm really confused right now. And then he blocked me. So I'm like, okay. And I still have the tweet. I still have it saved. Is, is, is this still on Twitter? Can you still? No, it's oh, blocked. Yeah, okay. but, it, but if you, I don't know, if you search, I guess I didn't delete it. Yeah. So if you search for real Donald Trump and, fat, and real fat Apollo, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I have a screen capture have, of it. Yeah, I might have to go down a rabbit hole. And see yeah, that, but we, we went back and forth quite yeah, a bit, and yeah. it was it was weird when you think about it because here's yeah. this guy who's supposedly a billionaire, yeah. tweeting some fat guy in a cape yeah. sitting in Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh, I think that says a lot about the world, doesn't it? It does, man. <laughs> How did we get to where we? Maybe I had yeah. something to do with it. Maybe it was he's done. Maybe he got yeah. this picture of a buttless cat and said, "I'm going to show that guy. I'm going to become president." Could be, you know. Uh, Weirder things happen. It would be an amazing villain origin story. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like yeah. a Batman, like in my comic, how did Donald Trump become a villain? Yeah. He was incensed by the buttless cat picture. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. I, I think, I think um, this perfectly sums, sums you up in, in an interview. <laughs> the fact that we're getting all these stories and all, all, these, uh, all these tales. And it, it, it's like, funny, too, because I'll do the stories. And I'm, they're all true, and they have to be true, because yeah. the minute you can figure out one is fake, you would say they were all fake. So what they did was, it, every show almost, I have someone go, I was there, or I saw that. <laughs> yeah. or Because or, there's a story I tell about being on the bus, and my headphones fall out, and an inappropriate song was playing. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he's like, I was on the bus. And then I tell yeah. a story about the X-Files, when I was almost on the X-Files and this horrible accident occurred. And there was a guy in the audience who was a, what they were doing was they hired Navy, acting Navy personnel to be on an episode because 
if you do a show and you need something specific then firemen is yeah. a great example yeah. you either have to hire stuntmen yeah. or you can hire firemen yeah. because if they can do the job so what happened was there's a scene in X-Files where it's, it's on a warship so they were like well we can just hire a bunch of sailors at almost nothing yeah. and have them be sailors right so then what happened was something happened that stopped the filming and this guy at the end of the show goes I was there he goes, yeah, I was in. I was leading semen such and such. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, I've never had one of my stories have a hole punched in because they're like, I said, I can't. I can't because if you do, then you'll never come to my show again, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, one thing I've been doing with uh, all the guest interviews yeah. this weekend, and one thing we love to do at Jedi Drop It, so we just, we just love to geek out. But okay. I feel like you've done that sufficiently <laughs> already, right? Um, but here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to ask of you. Okay, okay. So... Obviously, as you said, you're a Battlestar Galactic. Yeah, very much. You're decked out in it here. Yep. Um, I am going to admit, I know nothing of the franchise. I have Shameful. never seen anything. Literally, all I have to go on is I know Trisha Helper's name, yep. and I know that there are, there's something called Cylons. Yeah. So, quickly, can just sell me on it. Okay. All right. Well, the old series is basically the Book of Mormon in space. Okay. It's like it's actually based upon the whole idea of the Thirteenth Tribe. It's got cheesy hair. It's got Richard Hatch. The Cylons are classic 70s. At the time, it was the most expensive television show ever made. It was made on the heels of Star Wars. Now, the new Battlestar Galactica is gritty and dark and features probably the best episode in science fiction history. And it's called 33. And what it is is they've just escaped the Cylons, who have destroyed all of humanity except this tiny fleet. And the Cylons are tracking them somehow. And every 33 minutes, they have to jump. They have to hyperspace jump. And the only reason Battlestar Galactica, the Battlestar survived was because it was completely analog. It was old school tech. Okay. And the Cylons can hack anything digital. So there are no network computers. There's nothing on it. So it's all manual. So these guys, every 33 minutes, have to do all the manual calculations to do a jump. And they're exhausted. And they're so tired. And they can't keep jumping. But they can't figure out how they're still tracking them. So based on just that, that yeah. one episode, you could watch that single episode knowing nothing about the show and go, this is astounding. So I, I highly recommend it. There's a mini-series you can start with, see if you like it, and then get into it. But it is so worth watching. I, I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm in. I, 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 I'll start it tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so thank you very much for being on the show today. Hey, no problem. I appreciate it so much. And... Uh, you were the, the last big interview we wanted to hook for the weekend. I, I guess you could say, uh, save the best for last. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to plug some social media or anything like that? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, very active. It's Real Fat Apollo. Uh, I promise not to send you too many cat, uh, buttless cat photos if you follow me. Um, I usually uh, used to live tweet the uh, Being Human show with the cast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's over now, so I don't really have anything on. But yeah, if you want to hit me up there, see what I'm doing, I'd uh, love to see you. Perfect. And uh, if you enjoyed what you just listened to, you can always check out more episodes of Jedi Dropouts and other spinoff podcasts over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast, be it iTunes, Google Play, everywhere but Spotify because they are picky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you later. See ya. This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.